podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans. You, by average movie fans, us. The bar is now open. Welcome to episode 53. I'm your host, Justin. I'm John. I'm I'm always last. Why would I? I'm John. He's Kyle. It's Monday. (laughs) We're doing good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, joy of joys. Well, let's kick it off with some housekeeping. And a rousing game of... Has Kyle seen it? If you're going to cut the thing in, don't do that in my ears. (laughs) Well, I can't cut it in on YouTube, so I got to do it live. Oh, well, still. So, well, (laughs) now you guys know going forward. All right, Justin. Has Kyle seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? You'd fucking hope he has, but judging by the look on his face. What type of question is that? Jesus. Yes. Well, oh, I, I've been, was, I've watched that in school. I've watched, I've, yeah, yeah. I've well, seen that listen, like 30 hey, million times. Your track record is very good. So it is pretty bad. <laughs> your it's track record bad, is like, pretty bad. If you ask, hey, the big you movies, hadn't seen, yeah, you hadn't seen Blues Brothers. Right? All right. Yeah. That one was bad. That, that is was, a big movie. I mean, we could go back to past episodes and find every movie you haven't seen that you probably should have watched in school. Uh-huh. That you didn't. So, okay. So Kyle's seen one. Holy crap! This uh, is what I wish I, I had knew a sound. I was going to ask that, and I, I should have told him not to ask that. But yeah, yeah. that's that. Yeah, How, I, I'm <laughs> respect me a little more than that. No, I promise. No. I promise. You've <laughs> lost our respect. When it comes Brothers to was bad. After, especially after I watched that, that one was bad. All right. Well, how about the 1994? Well, it's kind of a cult classic. Serial Mom. I don't think he has. Probably not. Mm, no. It's a good movie. What's it about? I see that movie. It's about a, like, suburban housewife in Baltimore who basically starts killing people. And the whole story behind it is based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Like, all the characters and all that. It's pretty good. It's got uh, Sam Waterston from Law & Order. That does something. Yeah, it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Oh, Matthew Lillard. Yeah. It's a movie I saw in theaters. I should not have seen in theaters because it came out in 1994. I was 11. But, <laughs> you know, I got good relatives. Who took you to see that? My Aunt Jean. Oh, okay. That explains it. <laughs> yes. So, yes, yes. I um I, w- I was actually listening to a old Slumber Party Massacre from the movie crypt, and it just so happens they covered Friday the 13th, Part 9, Jason Goes to Hell, Final Friday. And two things I found interesting. Number one, that movie was pretty much a remake of the 1987 movie, The Hidden. Everything... Just throwing Jason in there was pretty much in that movie, I guess. The uh, couple in the famous tent scene when Jason impales the woman, they were actually a couple in real life just prior to being casted. They broke up and then found out they had to work together in a very intimate scene, <laughs> which made for a very awkward shooting day. 
So, um, yeah. Just some notes I, I found interesting. So. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, so there's a new video on YouTube. <laughs> um, there's two new videos. <laughs> um, What's up with you tonight, man? Sorry, sorry. I'm, I, yeah, that was funny. I was scrolled down reading the uh, cast. Um, so it's episode 52. We have the video version of that. And then John. Remember, has, once you've seen us, you can't unsee us. Yeah. yeah. And then once you know what John looks like, you'll be able to see his movie room short. Do you want to yep. give us a description of what that is? Well, it's pretty much the movie room in 60 seconds. I didn't go into detail. I just kind of roamed around the room for 60 seconds because that's as long as the videos can be. It's shorts. Maybe down the line there'll be more in-depth video of the collection. And You mean in-depth, not in-depth? In Whatever. Tell me, you know what? I'll end this shit right now. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Anyways. <sighs> How about them trailers we got dropped? We had a new one drop for Insidious, The Red Door. Mm-hmm. What did, did y'all you? think of that? I watched it. I did. I did. I did, too. They actually did a thing like where they counted down on YouTube for like 24 hours or something. Kind of like much how uh, M. Night Shyamalan did with um, the knock at the door. Like, But I, 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 I like it. I'll see it. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I've only seen the first one, but it seems like it's it's everybody from the first one is back pretty much. Yeah. Well, other than the lady who I think passed away. Yeah. I think they're just using clips and cuts from previous movies for her, but. Oh oh I, oh, like the older lady. I think yeah. Okay. So I think this is what the fifth one now. Yeah. Yeah. Something so. like that. I've and, seen two or three, but I don't. The first one was great. Yeah, really Patrick like Wilson's that. directing this one too, which is cool. So, <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was cool. And then there was a trailer for a uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Fubar, that's coming to Netflix, where he teams up with his daughter, who he finds out is a CIA agent, and he's a CIA agent, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. It looked funny. Yeah, I think I think it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's um, there's CinemaCon right now. Like I'm getting notifications on my phone. I guess Sony's having a panel. So by the time we end this, there might be a bunch of trailers and stuff. Or maybe I, they might not be released publicly, but probably soon we'll get a bunch of new trailers from them. They, they usually show everything after the, they've been revealed. So yeah, next week we'll devote a section to CinemaCon. Yeah. So well, alrighty. That'll be next week. For now, how about the movies we've watched? And to put them on the spot, let's do Kyle! Yay! I'm ready this time. Um, well, of course, Evil Dead Rise came out, so I picked that one. Cause I saw how it. many times have you seen it? Only once, but I'm probably going to see it again tomorrow. So I think I'm going to go see that in Renfield tomorrow, because I haven't seen Renfield yet. But 
Evil Dead Rise, the reunion between two hey, estranged... What? We're not on the picks there, guys. It's movies we've watched. Oh, God. You are... Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm ready this time. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, here's the wrong goddamn thing. Well, I I, pre- I only... <laughs> I watched Evil Dead Rise, and they watched a movie called Hell House, which is a documentary, and it's about... It came out in, like, 2001. It's about, like, this, like... John talking about it. Super religious Christian group that um had haunted houses that were, you know, Christian stuff. Um, so I watched that and then The Mist. And I actually paired well with The Mist, so You know there's like two other hell houses too, right? Yeah, yeah. And then there's a uh a, a Hell House Origins coming this year. Well, are those ones related to or are those like their own kind of thing? It's all related. Okay. I if, it's not like, the, you know, Halloween 3. It's not like that. Yeah. Well, no, mine was a documentary. It wasn't a movie. No, it, dude, it's fake. No. The documentary isn't. I think it's they're different things. I think I watch different things. Because I know there's Hell House movies, but... Are you talking about Hell House LLC? No. It's just Hell House. It's a documentary. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. Totally yeah. separate movie. I'm sorry. Because that, that's what the group called their, like, haunted houses was Hell House. So. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it was, it's pretty good. It's, I mean, it just, like, shows them building it and stuff, but it's just interesting, kind of. Wow, know. that's really going to fuck somebody up when they go to watch the the Christian yeah. version. And see yeah. the, <laughs> the other one with bodies and everything. Yeah, because, I mean, this, when they start showing the stuff they're doing, too, it's, you know, some crazy shit. Oh, okay. But, yeah, oh, I had a light week. I guess so. Well, we're going to skip to me now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you were all ready to go, weren't you? I am. Uh, well, I was sick this week. Terribly, terribly sick this week. <clears throat> so, I watched Wet Hot American Summer. Mm-hmm. That was I hadn't seen that before. Wet Hot American oh, Summer? Yeah, I hadn't seen that before. There's a Netflix show too. Yeah, I, I, I've seen something about that, but yeah, uh, I watched that. I watched that uh, that uh, manhunt one about the uh, Boston Marathon bombings. Oh yeah, what you, you think? Know, was it good? Yeah, yeah. Brings up all the the hate I have for that little bastard. Um, <laughs> I watched Quasi. Okay. Which we'll, we'll talk about that later. And, uh, I watched The Mist. And then I also watched, uh, both Ace Ventura movies. A couple lethal weapons here and there. Hey, okay. I want- it was a fun day. Fun week. So how about you, John? All right, so I had a light week this week. <coughs> so I watched uh, only fifteen. Yeah. Well, I watched ten movies this weekend alone. So, um, I watched uh, Saw three, which I'm continuing the Saw series, and then I decided to watch Twister. I haven't seen that in a long time. Like that was a really good movie. You should be getting a trailer for that soon. That's coming My- up next year. My debut at CinemaCon. Who knows? So then, of course, Twister led me to Into the Storm, which was kind of the same concept. 
but more of like a modern day, like handheld cameras and stuff was really good. And then I watched um, San Andreas continuing my world ending uh, series. And then I watched 12 Feet Deep, which is about two sisters that are trapped in a pool, a public pool. Really good movie. Um, then I watched, uh, the first episode of, uh, Joe Bob's Last Drive-In, season five, came out Friday, which was Zombie Flesh Eaters, or Zombie. Yeah. And then I went down the Lethal Weapon rabbit hole with Lethal Weapon 1, 2, 3, and 4. Um, we went to the drive-in Saturday night, and we saw the Super Mario Brothers movie which was really good, which I'm going to talk about that later. And I also have an audio clip from our mascot who was making his return for his thoughts on the movie. So then I watched the, the original Super Mario Brothers movie. Sorry. It wasn't as bad. I know, but still, it's not and, great either. <laughs> And I was doing some research on it, and I found out that was actually the first region-free Blu-ray, even though it says Region B on it, which is, like, Europe and all that, or whatever Region B is. So now I'm like, okay, if it's region-free, it'll play on any Blu-ray player. Now I have to find it. So, And then I watched Skyscraper and Baywatch, and... I'm in the process of watching Tales of Halloween, but I haven't finished it yet. But and I watched The Mist, so so busy week. Fun, 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 fun. Well, let's kick off some picks of the week with me. Uh, so I chose Quasi. A hapless hunchback yearns for love, but finds himself in the middle of a deadly feud between the Pope and the King of France. When they each order the misfit to kill the other. It was initially released April 20th, 2023, directed by Kevin, Kevin Heffernan. Uh, Broken Lizard movie. Um, not their best. Not their worst. But I thought it was pretty darn hilarious. Um, had a lot, a lot of good, good gags in it. Um, but overall, pretty good movie. I think it's worth a watch. You know, they announced that they're doing Super Troopers 3 and Potfest. I believe Popeyes. Ah, I could take or leave Star Trek Super Troopers 3. The second one wasn't all that great. It kind of lacked something in it. But I appreciated this movie. This movie is pretty good. That's on Hulu, correct? Yes, it is on Hulu. Hulu. Okay. All right, Kyle, go ahead. Regale us with our um, evil dead summary. Nah, I already went. <laughs> Whatever. It's good. Go see it. <laughs> Come on. Do it. You gotta read the whole thing. Dude. All, right, all right. Well, you know, Evil Dead Rise, a reunion between two estranged sisters, gets cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Came out April twenty-first, twenty twenty-three, directed by Lee Cronin. And yeah, no, it was you know, it was really good. Still manages just to pick a movie newer than the one I picked. <laughs> Come on, uh, we all knew this was going to be his pick yeah, the day it came out. Yeah, we know. It is I the the actress that plays the main demon possessed person is really good in it. So it's worth watching just for that. 
And actually, she was in the Miss TV show, so it somehow connects to this episode. Oh, thank God it connects. I was worried there. Anyway, all right, John, how about you? All right, so my pick, which is also Hunter's pick this week, is the Super Mario Brothers movie. With help from Princess Peach, Mario gets ready to square off against the all-powerful Bowser to stop his plans from conquering the world. It was released on April 5th, 2023, and was directed by Aaron Hovervich and Michael Jelinek. Wow. Butcher that one for Horvath. Wow. Horvath, yeah, I'm sorry. Wow. He I'm bad with it. Names. Yeah. But, uh, you know, pretty good. I mean, awesome. It was awesome. It kind of touches on everything from the past of Mario. Like the TV show, Mario Kart, Donkey Kong Country. Like I was sitting there laughing at every, like, you know, Diddy Kong, every little thing. I was like, yeah, I remember that. But right now we're going to add in Hunter's thoughts. And now it's time for Hunter's pick of the week, which is. Yeah, so did you enjoy the movie? Mm-hmm. We went and saw it last night at the Menden Twin Drive-In. What was your favorite scene? Um, well, I liked all of the scenes. All those scenes? You don't have one particular scene? Who's your favorite character in it? All of them. All of them? Come on, you don't have one top favorite? Nope, I like all of them. Yeah. Except for Bowser. Except for Bowser and all the little Koopa Troopas? No. So do you think there's going to be a sequel? I heard Donkey Kong might be getting his own movie, too. He was funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to have his own movie. Well, that's the word going around. Oh. So do you recommend the Mario movie to everybody else? Yeah. It's good to have you back on the podcast. We've missed missed you. Yeah. So, So that's Hunter's Pick of the Week. Now, back to the guys in the studio. So thank you, Hunter, for coming back to the podcast. We've missed you, even though we hear your voice every week in the opening credits. Well, at least I do when I edit this. But all right, let's move along to our main topic of the week. So this week we are covering The Mist. Um, it is rated R for violence, terror, and gore in language. It was released on November 21st, 2007. It was directed by Frank Darabont. It is adapted from The Mist by Stephen King, distributed by Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, Filmflex, the Weinstein Company, but um, Dimension Films, and it had a budget of $18 million, currently streaming on Netflix. And the cast includes Thomas Jane as David Drayden, Marsha Gay Harden as Mrs. Kermode, Lori Holden as Amanda Dunfrey, Andre Braher as Brent Norton, Toby Jones as Ollie Weeks, William Sadler as Jim Grondon, Jeffrey DeMunn as Dan Miller, Francis Sternhagen as Irene Repler, Sam Whitwer as Private Wayne Jessup, Alexa Davalos as Sally, Nathan Gamble as Billy Drayden, Chris Owen as Norm, a bag boy, Robert Trevelier as Bud Brown, David Jensen as Myron LaFleur, and then Melissa McBride as an unnamed woman. That's a hell of a cast. Yeah. Yep. It, uh, Sherminator, the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, <laughs> Thomas Jane. Yeah. And, like, obviously, you can see a lot of them ended up being on The Walking Dead, which makes sense. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. It was after this movie that Darabon wanted Thomas Jane to be on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I, don't I know could see him was. being uh, Rick. I don't think he was ever. I mean, I stopped watching after. So many I never seen but... The Walking Dead, so it's really good. But that's I could really see him surprising. being surprising. Yeah, that's a, definitely... that's a show you would watch. Yeah, I tr- tried. You should watch the first season. If even if you don't watch anything else, first season I, alone is great. If I can't get into it by the end of the first episode, I don't bother. Unless it was Jersey Shore. It did take some time. Yeah, you stupid tweaker. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dark period of my life. <laughs> uh, I still haven't forgiven you for that. So, all right, should we just start discussing the movie? Yeah, possibly. Well, a severe su- thunderstorm strikes. Bridgeton, Maine, causing a tree to fall in the lakeside home of artist David Drayton, his wife Stephanie, and their eight-year-old son Billy's house. And then while they're surveying the damage the next morning, they notice a thick mist advancing over the lake, and uh, David and Billy leave for town with their neighbor Brett Norton to buy supplies at the store. Did you guys notice the stuff that was in his art, uh, like his um, workshop? I saw there was a thing poster. The yeah, thing poster. Of... He was painting a uh, like a Clint Eastwood type character. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the gunslinger. That was a number yeah. two dark tower. Yeah, and I believe there was a reference to Christine in there too. Oh yeah, lots of yeah. <laughs> uh, but now we get them uh, down in the center there. They're at the, the supermarket. And they're watching police cars speeding around. Uh, when all of a sudden you got scared local comes running, bursting into the grocery store here saying, you know, there's something in the mist. There's something in the mist. Something grabbed my buddy. I heard him screaming. Um, and eventually the, the mist just envelops the store. They lock the door. And I mean, it's panic starting. I mean, I can't imagine the hell they're thinking when some guy comes running into a store. Bloody, too. About how, yeah, bloody and yelling about somebody getting taken into a mist, which, I mean, the, you know, the mist coming down onto the water there at the beginning was, you know, this is ominous enough. If, if, if you're a local in an area like that, you know what fog looks like when it rolls in and when it rolls out, you know. Yeah. So um, they had a right to be quite unnerved about it mm-hmm. um, but as we see small town America <laughs> well after discussing one lady leaves to go home to her children because I believe the oldest one was eight and doesn't remember that she was watching her daughter yeah uh, I couldn't help sibling. it so, yeah she's one from the walking dead which is mm-hmm. funny yeah um, but yeah, it, she's the character I don't like in this right here on the beginning, just because you know why the hell are you leaving any watch <laughs> another yeah. child? Hey, wait a minute! Didn't didn't we leave him at home when he was eight? Oh, yeah, he's but not your child. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I had video games. I was fine. Yeah, if you weren't clogging the toilet. Against David's advice. um, they all go into the well. They all go in the back, and the generator is going, but it's smoking up. So obviously something's blocking the, blocking it. So the Shermanator 
uh, bagger Noam decides to go outside to fix it, where he is grabbed by a tentacled creature and was dragged into the mist. Um, I was reading the facts, and the way they were able to keep the mist at the door was by raising the temperature and the air pressure in the loading dock. That's why, like, the mist didn't roll in. Hmm. But, I mean, can we talk about these tentacles, man? Yeah. I mean, that's what, like, I was watching, like, as I'm watching it, I mean, if you read Stephen King, I mean, it, it's one thing, but to see his visions put out there, but, like, him and Darabont, when they make a movie together, dear God, because, I mean, this this movie runs the gamut of on all your different types of horror. There's mm-hmm. so much psychological horror in here. There's, you know, just the straight, you know, kind of community horror of what happens when you get a small group of people like that in a small town putting a lot of stress and put into a pressure cooker, so to sense. It's got the creature horror in it. There's a couple jump scares in there. I mean, this movie just, it, it really plays on you. Um, and those tentacles, bleh. <laughs> I so, mean, they remind me of, uh, the, the ones from the Dreamcatcher. Yes. Um, but a little bit more obviously attached, but. So this was the third movie at the time that Frank Darabont had adapted from a Stephen King novel. The other two being the Shawshank Redemption and the Green Mile. And Stephen King was actually afraid of this movie when it was adapted. Rightfully so. So there are two versions of this film. There's the one with like color, like you know, normal, and then a black and white version. There's nothing added to the black and white version. It just makes it look like a 1950s horror film, Mm -hmm. like, you know, how they were back in the day. But so they go back into the store and they start arguing with the neighbor, um, and he thinks it's all a game. So here's one of my problems with this Mm -hmm. is, like, he's a little bit, too quick to say yeah. this joke. Yeah. You know, I think he's played a little too extreme and a little too touchy. Um, cause like he didn't even like, clearly there's something going on. There's something out there. This mist is abnormal. You know, he's seen evidence of this. So he shouldn't just, they have you know, part of the tentacle in the yeah. friggin' loading dock. And he's just completely just, unwilling to even give it a second just immediately yeah. assumes that these four people three of which don't give two shits about them, don't know them, don't you know so it, it does just does it just doesn't make any sense that he'd be that hardcore against it to think that they're playing a trick on him like that you know so but it's, but, but it's also at this point where we learn the history between him and the main character where yeah. he sued him for something I can't remember exactly what yeah, it was. Like neighbor property. Yeah. Or something, yeah. And, you know, they rode there together. Like he took him to the store because his car got hit by a tree. Like well, as a person. Over the car, so, yeah. Yeah. As somebody that has had two trees falling on his house. If a neighbor said, hey, your car is under a tree. Let me take you somewhere. I'm going to be like, okay, thank you. Thankful. Yeah. Like be a nice guy. Yeah. I'm not going to. And then if something happened, I'm not going to be like, you asshole, you're conspiring with the town to make me look like a fool. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 
<clears throat> um, well, anyways, this guy, you know, still doesn't believe there's monsters out there. So David and Ollie direct the customers to the barricade to barricade the front storefront windows. And Mrs. Cormody, a religious woman, begins preaching about impending Armageddon. And then Brent, still disbelieving everything, um, leaves the store with a small group going into the mist um, to seek outside help from whatever might be around. But uh, this group is attacked by an unseen force and presumably killed. Um, and one of them has like a rope tied to him because they want to see how far he can get and if he can come back. But safe to say he does not come back. Oh, yeah, he comes that's... back, just not <laughs> in one piece. Yeah. Yeah, and small effects issue with that scene because he's sitting there, he's holding the rope, and it goes like up, you know, and it goes yeah. hot and all that stuff. And they show it in his hand, and it comes down and goes zoop, zoop, zoop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of those like, zigzags. Like, oh. You might have missed that, but I mean that that was a pretty good scene. You know, mm-hmm. the rope just starts pulling out of their hands, and yeah, they start reaching for things, and so. But, and then when they pull it back, and as he's pulling it. Yeah, I, I would have stopped. Bloody. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have touched it with the blood. Yeah, no. You know, but, you know, they pull it, and then he comes up with just half his waist. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's about this time that, like, in the movie, I I just want to reach through the screen and just stab Miss Carmody as mm. many oh, my possible God. times as I can. That lady drives me nuts. And I hate to say it, I probably have family who's going to listen to this, but that's Jay. <laughs> I, I was thinking the same thing, but I wasn't going to say it out of respect. Family, but, you know, it's... No, you know. yeah, no, that's all I can ever picture. And every time, I just want to be... No, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. But you got to give Masha Gray Hodden props. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. She, she did played that tremendous. to the fucking bone. Like, tremendous. Just, just super two-faced. Like the very bold and obvious two face that comes along with that 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 style of thinking was just it was it really to her chef's kiss. I mean, she did it perfectly. <laughs> and you see it as the movie progresses, she starts developing like a cult like following with these yeah, people more and more and more and more. Just so, so now David forms connections with several people in the store, including Amanda Dunfrey. And Irene Repler, two teachers who came in conflict with Carmody over her religious take on the ongoing disaster, was one of those that old lady. I oh, yeah. When she freaking clocked her, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> with an apple. Yeah, it was great. Um, well deserved. So they start talking about about a gun. You know, anybody have a gun? Amanda carries a revolver in a purse and gives it to Ollie, of all people, who is actually a former regional shooting champion. And as the night night falls, um, enormous flying insects are attracted to the lights, swarm the store the store's windows because basically the store is an old fashioned supermarket where everything the whole front of the window uh, front of the building is a window. Um, one of the predator, predators, including a giant locust, smashes a window, allowing both species inside. In an ensuing panic, two people are killed while another receives fatal burns while attempting to incinerate the insects. And um, meanwhile, Carmudi is miraculously spared from an insect, which convinces her to 
Cross you your eyes. More <laughs> fervently and gain followers among the survivors. Do you not read the words that you're giving yourself to read? No, I do not. I need to start doing that. <laughs> so I was reading how they did this. And what they did was to in, impact the windows, they would throw baseballs and hit like the insects are hitting and then digitally remove them and insert the insects or whatever. And I thought that was pretty cool. Like, you know, a little behind the magic. Yeah. But yeah. No, what, what do we think about these insects and dinosaur-like creatures, whatever? I mean, when, when it got the babysitter there, that's yeah. great. I mean, the face just swells up and she's just dead. I mean, that that was a pretty good little effect scene there, yeah. just to add a little bit more into the horror there. Um, but no, I I thought that was pretty good. Um, chasing him around with the the mop, beating the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. Using good. anything they can in the store. Yeah, do what you can. Do what you got to do. So uh, this. This movie was actually shot in 37 days. That's not bad yeah, for a single scene location. Yeah. Get to destroy a grocery store. Sounds like fun. <laughs> so uh, now after this attack, I, David's going to have to lead a group over to the pharmacy, get some some, some supplies, um, where they are attacked by a couple giant spiders, forcing them to retreat. And while they're in there, they see... You know, a whole bunch of people caught up in the spider webs. Mm-hmm. A bunch of egg sacs growing out of them. New baby alien spiders all crawling out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Fun stuff. Uh, at this point, Komodi, had, who had opposed the expedition, uses the failure to increase her influence and offering protection to find Wraith to the new converts. Uh, meanwhile, the next day, while well, they go looking for the you know, all military guys to see what was going on at that military base, they find two of them hanging. <laughs> Which, you know, nothing implies guilt more than dangly feet. <laughs> um, but uh, they, they get the third one to fess up, you know, they had a government project to discover other dimensions and all that stuff, bringing the supernatural horror in there. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, they opened up another doorway there. Angered and vengeful, Carmody's followers offer Jessup up as a sacrifice, expel him outside, where he is immediately cranked up by a giant praying mantis-looking thing and finished off. Bye-bye. He put up a hell of a fight, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like how in this movie, like, they're getting progressively bigger, and you still don't know what those tentacles were attached to. I think it's interesting because yeah. do you guys know that actor? Yes. At all? No. Yeah. He was in Smallville. Oh, because I know him. He's um, in he's like a Star Wars guy for me because he uh, he's like the main guy in the Force Unleashed games, and then yeah. mm-hmm. he's like Darth Maul now, essentially. Like he voice acts for him and stuff. Yeah, so. he was um, he played uh, the Doomsday character on the Smallville show. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's great. I like I, I always like when I see him. I I think he always mm-hmm. does a great job. Um. And yeah, he's, his death is pretty. Cause like, that's when you really start to hate them, cause they kill him for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, 
as David and his group prepare to leave the store the next morning, they're stopped by Carmody um, once again. Billy has been chosen by her group to be delivered as the next sacrifice to appease the monsters. And as the crowd starts to descend on Amanda and Billy, Ollie shoots and kills Carmody with his uh, with his skills that he has with the gun. Um, and then once their leader's dead, the other survivors kind of allow the group to leave. Um, the group kind of scatters once they reach the parking lot, and Ollie is devoured by a giant praying mantis-like creature. And the other two are killed by spider creatures from the pharmacy. Um, Bud runs back to the store and is led inside by the patrons. But uh, David, Billy, Dan, Amanda, and Irene reach David's car and are able to leave. Um, I mean, I, I love that that when he when he shoots the lady, yeah. and he's like trying to justify it to everybody. Like he first shoots, he's like, "I shot her. You had to." He's like, "Okay." <laughs> and then he keeps yeah. explaining. He's like, "I didn't have another choice." He's like, "That's why I said okay." <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know that, that was a great, great scene. Loved, loved her getting her comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Did you cheer when that happened, Justin? First time, yes. Okay, I, if you didn't, I would have been upset. But first time I saw that in the theater, yes. <laughs> Very much so. All right, now we got them driving through the mist. David finds his home destroyed. His wife dead. Up trying to fix. Tree damage she shouldn't have been doing anyway. <laughs> Devastated, drives away from town, past another colossal six-legged beast, and eventually running out of gas. With no means of escaping the mist, that the adults decide to end their lives. Aiding their suicide, David shoots Billy and the other three survivors with his four remaining bullets, leaving the car to be taken by the creatures. The mist suddenly dissipates revealing the vanguard of the U.S. Army armored column, beginning the process of exterminating the creatures and restoring order. David, seeing that the Army has also rescued survivors, including the woman who left to get her children, realizes that he killed his son and fellow survivors as they were just moments away from rescue. He drops to his knees, screaming in despair. My problem with it is, there's no way you don't figure out a solution to do that with the bullets you have and take everybody with you. It's very easy. I mean, I would, I would not be letting somebody else hold my kid to do that. You know, you'd, you'd have to, I'd have to do the old, you know, mm-hmm, but yeah. yeah. It, like I get why they did it obviously <clears throat> for the movie and all that stuff. So, I mean, it really hits you when you realize the, the, the gravity of what he just did and what's actually happening, but every time there was a scene with David and Billy, I saw Hunter. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I got, I couldn't take myself away from that, and it's like, mm-hmm. what would I do in that situation? Like, mm-hmm. 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 you know, Kyle, imagine it was Jake the pug. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and then, like, when when he's crying because he doesn't want him to leave, and, you know, that just brought up a lot of emotions with me in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a, but, it's a tough movie to watch now. Good Lord. But now I've seen it that, that last time I have to see it. Yeah. 
It takes nothing away from this movie. I love this movie. It's a great movie, but I can't watch this movie. <laughs> so, but yeah. I mean, what 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 did you really think about that ending, Kyle? Um. Well, I knew the ending. Sadly, I definitely wish I didn't. I think it would have. Like, it's still, you know, it's still great. Like, I'm not denying that, but. I kind of knew everything was building in that, so that, you know, it was, I feel like I can only imagine the first time you watch this and then that happens, you're like, oh my god. But I knew that happened, sadly. But still great. I forgot it happened. <clears throat> and I wrote, and I, I copied the notes for this movie and I forgot that that happened. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's what makes it scary. Like your seconds, you you don't know what the next minute's gonna bring. Yeah, and, and I mean, like like I said, I mean this this just like you you'd think you've seen all the different levels of horror that you could see coming through this movie, and then all of a sudden they get you that last one. Here it is. Seconds. That's the real seconds. Scare. That's the real horror in this movie is that it ends like that. That knowledge of. Oh, 30 seconds, a minute, tops. You know, that, that's where the real heart of this movie comes in. I mean, like, like the whole way through, through the movie, you're kind of watching it. And as you, as I'm watching it this time, I'm, you know, paying attention to the way the people are interacting with everybody. And everybody who said that they weren't going to run into something didn't run into something. They survived. Yeah. Everybody who thought there was something in there had an interaction with something in there. You know what I mean? So it's, it's one of those, like, it's one of those movies, like, like, it, it still raised the question, like, was it really a government thing? Is it like a, a head thing? Cause that's the way it played out. Yeah. Everybody who thought that they'd be fine were fine. Everybody who thought that they were going to get killed get killed with the exception of the bag boy he thought he'd be fine but but we didn't we didn't know what was out there at the time with him yeah exactly and you know that kind of shows like the different beliefs people have you know she thinks she's saved because of her religion Mm -hmm. and you know but what did that get her it got her fucking killed Mm -hmm. like a bullet you know, it, it's definitely he'll save you from that stuff, but he's not going to save you from everybody else. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, she kept pushing the envelope and pushing the buttons. It was bound to happen. If it wasn't Ollie that shot her, it would have been that old lady. Yep. You know, it would have been somebody get... else. She if they tried to take Billy, it would have been David. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. So, all right. Well, aside from the fact that it's Maine and Stephen King, what you think of the setting in that grocery store? Um, I think you know instantly you're like, oh, they're trapped in somewhere that has plenty of food and supplies and stuff. But you know, they still manage. I mean, that's kind of the point of the movie is that it's not really the monsters outside; it's monsters inside, which is definitely you know the pretty pretty much the same as The Walking Dead. But it's you know, this is an interesting setting because they literally 
most apocalypse stuff, it's like, oh, we gotta, you know, look for food, but, you know, they're set, but they still manage to fuck it up. Yep, they've got heat, they've got, like, well, mostly electricity. Yeah. You know, but... How many days does this take place? Is it two or three? I think two. Because, uh, when he... Yeah, I think like, there's two wake- night times. Yeah, when he wakes up after, um, they get back... And he like passes out. She's like, "Oh, it's it's only been two days or something." Yeah, so they left on the third day. Okay, I think so. Yeah, so. But uh, you know, the supermarket, perfect setting. Pharmacy right next door, perfect. Mm-hmm. Anything the supermarket doesn't have. Yeah, you know. And I mean, you know, using the supermarket gives you that perfect melting pot. Everybody in the town has to go there. Yeah, they, you yeah. know, it, that's where everybody is. So that's where you're going to get that microcosm of every corner and every mm-hmm. walk of life that you're running into there, especially in a small town up in Maine somewhere. Oh, how did you like all the effects? The effects were awesome. Yeah, I mean, for 2007, I thought they were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. like sometimes the CGI is going to be a little wonky, but. Yeah, like when uh, the Shermanator got pulled. Yeah. The final actual pull. Like, you could kind of see it go, like, Photoshop. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And Ollie almost clocked him with the friggin' axe when he swung it, too. Yep. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like, the creatures, you don't really see the main creature, but you see, like, the insects and the the bird-like things. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they showed you enough of the, the smaller guys to really make your yeah. your uh, imagination run wild with the big hulking shadows that they had that yeah. kind of come out of nowhere. And the spiders, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, the whole spider web acidy melting thing, that, that'd be enough to keep me in the building. Yeah. Did you guys have a great favorite death? Uh, Carmoody. Hmm. Just on principle. Yeah, pretty simple, pretty straightforward. She deserved it. <laughs> I, I do think um, the, you know, the Shermanator guy's death, it was unexpected for me. I didn't I didn't know there was going to be, like, how much death and stuff would be in it that we actually see, so. Yeah. But, I mean, besides Carmoody, it's definitely the, um, the babysitter when she gets bitten. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although when it, the pterodactyl thing kind of starts chomping the guy's, ripping the back of the guy's neck out mm-hmm. when it first comes through the window, that was a pretty good one too. Yeah. Well, so what did you guys think of the horror of this movie? I mean, I think this is a good one to discuss this kind of topic. So like I said, I, I felt that it had every different type of horror you could kind of throw in a movie. Yeah. Um, Definitely covered all the bases. Mm-hmm. And you know everybody's afraid of something. Mm-hmm. And if this movie doesn't touch on something you're afraid of, then good luck to you, because this covers yeah. just about every possible, n- not just giant creatures outside, but like you know the fear of being <laughs> yeah <laughs> bugs being trapped in. Isolate like isolated in one location with mm-hmm. fucking crazy ass fucking preacher ladies. Like. Natural disasters. Natural disasters. You're at your last 
moment and you don't know what to do besides shoot yourself and then you you shoot your son and then you go to turn the gun on yourself and there's no bullets left. And then you find out you're going to be saved minutes later. Like, it covers all the bases. Mm-hmm. It's going to really mess you up if you think about it too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about the length? I mean, it's longer than our normal go-abouts. A little over two hours, two hours and six minutes. But, I yeah. mean, I kind of feel like it needed it. It, it kind of had to drag out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of lay the groundwork for that wonderful triumphant victory of them shooting Carmody. Yeah, and it needs just a, to have yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, to have a crescendo down to that amazing moment of shock and disbelief. And it goes by so quickly because it's like there's always something going on. Yeah, there's enough which, happening between the main line and the, the side stories, and it's it's keeping you thinking, it's yeah. keeping you guessing. From the moment they get in the store, oh, what's going on? Oh, we lost power, and there's no – you have to pay by check. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the creature in the back, and then the friggin' shit with the neighbor, and then the group's dividing. Like, that's the worst thing to do is divide in a group when there's you don't know what's going on outside. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and then, like, every little detail leads to the next thing, you know, when the the creatures fly in and – Okay, we're gonna burn them, then the guy gets burned, so now we gotta go to the pharmacy. It just fucking continually kept going and going. And it kind of flew by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that would bring us to us. And do we recommend this movie? I for one one thousand percent recommend this movie if you can handle it. I only recommend it once though. Don't don't watch it a second time. Yeah. <laughs> Once is all you need. <laughs> I second that motion. I third that motion. You third it. All those in favor say aye. 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 All right. Motion passed. We recommend this movie. Yay. That's purple, Kyle. Um. <laughs> In November 2013, Bob Weinstein revealed that Darabont and he were developing a 10-part television series based on the film. Um, In February 2016, Spike picked up the pilot, and in April 2016, Spike ordered the series. Adam Bernstein directed the pilot, which premiered on June 22, 2017. Um, But I think it was only season that was canceled, so who knows. Has anybody seen it? No. Let me see if it's streaming anywhere. I'd be afraid to check it out. I know you can buy it on Voodoo, but I don't know about actual just streaming. The Mist. TV series. Yeah, it's available on Apple TV, Amazon for sale, Google Play, Voodoo. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe someday buy it and watch it, but I think I'm good for now. Yeah, I'm sorry, you can't surpass that movie. Yeah. All right, so how about ratings? What What do you give this one there, John Boy? I give it three and a half stars. I mean, yeah. it's it's a good movie, effects, all that, but that lady really brought it down. 
I just couldn't stand like I don't care what religion you believe in, I'm all for it, but when you start trying to force it upon others like that lady worked, she did a hell of a job. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a four and a half. Kyle. Um, I'll give it a three and a half or a four, probably same. Right. I'm going four and a half. I love this movie. Um yeah, she drives me nuts, but she does such a good job at it. I mean, you believe that she believes that crap. Um, so I'm right there, four and a half. IMDB went with seven point one. Rotten Tomatoes seventy two percent, letterbox three point four. And next week Next week we are covering nineteen ninety one's nothing but trouble. Kyle, have you seen that movie? No, you already asked that. I dude, I can't remember what Listen, you've been fucking news. up all night. He's going to watch week, it next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I was a fun waiting. Movie. I love this movie. This movie's great. Yeah. Uh, this is a classic. I've been watching this since my childhood. Yeah. Not too I many believe, other people. The first time I watched it with you, Justin. I'm pretty sure the first time I watched it was with you. I see that. It's a great movie. I love this movie. Um, I also I have some live news from CinemaCon. Very all important. Right. Okay. Craven the Hunter will be R-rated and the Rhino will be in it. Isn't that exciting? What is Craven the Hunter? We shall see, because they destroyed Morbius. And Morbius <laughs> yeah. was a shitty guy. Whoa, 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 whoa. What, what, what is Craven the I don't know Craven what Craven the is. Hunter is Spider-Man. the villain from the Spider-Man universe. Um, well, apparently... Hunts Spider-Man. Apparently in the trailer, Craven like, bites somebody's face off like an animal. So that's yeah, that sounds exciting. Is this under Marvel or is this under Sony? Marvel, Spider Man, their guy. But it's, it's oh Sony, Sony yeah, yeah it'll yeah. be Sony movie, yeah. It'll be in the Venom verse. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. All right. Well, next week we'll also be covering all the happenings of Cinecon, CinemaCon, whatever it is. Um. All right. And with that breaking news, the bar is now <laughs> closed. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. And watch our episodes on YouTube at Movie Bar Pod. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com. And thank you for listening, and please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at themoviebaredoutlook.com. Be sure to like and subscribe and review the podcast on all podcast platforms. Bye. Come on, now, get. Bye. Don't ask